Hey there, guys and gals, lizards and Lashunta. Welcome back to Southern Tomfoolery Plays. I'm Heath Parker, aka Titanium Mark. And if you're wondering why I sound so excited, it's because if you're listening to this episode on the day it airs, Sunday, September 1st, then Emily, Adam, Josh, and I are at DragonCon in Atlanta, Georgia. Hopefully, we got to see some of your beautiful possum faces at the STF slash Cosmic Crit fan meetup. And if not, maybe we got to play some games with some of you or even bought some sweet loot from some of you. Anyway, that's not really what I'm here to talk to you about today, excited as I am. I want to talk about one of Madame Noriko Zivarajny's all-time favorite, well, I hesitate to call it an interest or a pastime because for Ziva, it's a lifestyle. I'm talking about shopping. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I think in the world of TTRPGs, particularly recorded TTRPGs, that shopping is a bit of a divisive subject. This is because shopping can be a tedious situation, particularly if you're recording a podcast. Now, it's definitely valuable to know what the party members are procuring when shopping because those items can really turn the tide of combat or influence RP encounters. But if not done with enthusiasm and creativity, shopping can really be a bore for listeners and even for some of the players of a game. Many groups and podcasts do their shopping off-air and just give a rundown quickly after the fact, and I completely understand the reasons for doing so. But I also think shopping can actually be really exciting and entertaining if done with a bit of style, creativity, and a sense of humor. Personally, I've listened to podcasts and been in games where unexpectedly a shopping trip turned out to be one of the most enjoyable parts of an episode. And this is usually because the GM made a conscious choice to have fun and be silly with the shopkeeps or vendors. Now this probably won't always be the case. Every party is going to want to spend their hard-earned gold or creds every now and then, but if you shop often, the eccentric shopkeep gag can get stale. After all, if every trip is special, then eventually none of them are special. So I think a healthy balance is necessary, especially in podcasts. Sometimes shopping can be not only fun, but narratively impactful. And in those situations, I say absolutely, play out the shopping. But other times, shopping is simply that. It's looking through a list of items and debating the pros and cons of spending your hard-earned coin on many different items. Ultimately, I think discussing how your group wants to address shopping can be a very useful team-building exercise. Shopping can lead to unexpectedly hilarious RP moments, or it can bog down an otherwise exciting session. If you know it's going to take a long time to get through shopping lists, and there will be a lot of back and forth, then consider doing it off-air and having the fun be in revealing what you chose to purchase and how that will benefit your character and the party. None of us have the right answer necessarily, but as in all things TTRPG, talk about it with your party and figure out the strategy that works best for you, the strategy, most importantly, that allows for the most fun while playing the game. Okay, so before we jump into the episode, I also want to mention that I'll be hosting another episode of Tom Talks after we get back from DragonCon. So stop by the Discord if there's anything on your minds, and we'll do our best to address it. Anyways, I've rambled on long enough, but hey, cut me some slack. I'm at frickin' DragonCon. Here we go. Episode 28, The Dismemberment Plans. Dismemberment Plans. 
What's going on, everybody? How we doing uh, this evening? Man, yeah. we're here. We're here. Yep, yeah, we're here. We're here. Okay, well, that get, doesn't get sound it. very excited. Well, uh, I mean, like, okay, okay. You go into a fucking prison, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we we are all nervous about that shit. Yeah, but we're not going into the prison this week. Don't worry. You have plenty of time this week or this episode, at least, to plan. <sighs> but on that note. I wanted to ask you guys what some of your favorite Prison Break movies are. Do you guys have some? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say Shawshank Redemption is obviously the obvious answer. And we all love that movie. It's like one of the best movies ever made. Does anybody have something other than Shawshank Redemption? The Rock. The oh, Rock that, with know, Sean Connery. That was gosh, dope. Gosh, you yeah. know what? I didn't the even rock. think of That's like a Prison Break-in yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I, I was like thinking about this. All right, what 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 are some good ones? The Rock didn't even cross my mind, and that's a good one. That's great. The Count of Monte Cristo. I mean, it's only like a Prison Break movie for the first. I don't know. Yeah, but it's also like one of the OGs, if not the OG prison story. You know. Yeah. Well, what about I mean, uh, and the I first really half like of it. It's like the length of a full novel of it on its own. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. like a thousand page novel. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. What, what about you, Josh? What, you, what were you going to say? I was going to say uh, Escape from New York. I mean, all of Manhattan. Oh yeah, dude. All of Manhattan is a maximum security prison. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classic sci-fi pick there. Yeah, and yeah. Snake. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like the progenitor of Snake. The Snake Plissken. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, Emily, what movie have you seen? Oh, none. <laughs> I have a movie. I have I have one. Oh, color me surprised. <laughs> I, don't I can't say. wait to hear it. I can't what wait to hear it. You asked and I immediately thought I was like, oh yeah, baby's day out. What oh the my fuck? God. What the hell? What are you even talking about? Baby's day out. What is Y'all, that? Y'all, this is who's gonna lead you into this prison. This break. is our, this is the leader. <laughs> this is who we have chosen. <laughs> oh my! I think, God. I think I think accepted is more of an accurate term. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. It's a resided. Movie. What about the future? Okay, so we're talking about prison, not a crib. My God, <laughs> the fugitive day it's out. The original See, prison. Now the fugitive isn't really a prison escape movie. It's, it's a, a great movie. It's but an it's escape. Not, it's, it's not prison escape. Yeah, I mean the thing. <laughs> It's the only other one that to comes to my prison. mind is mm. fucking law-abiding citizen, where Look. he's not escaping prison, you know? Okay. You said Shawshank Redemption. Uh-huh. That's it, man. Like, is does O Brother Where Art Thou count? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, then I changed my answer. Just edit that first no. part out. <laughs> oh, Brother no, Where no, Art no, Thou. No, 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 That's my no. answer. You have to and own. I'm no, cool. you, no, you have to own Baby's Day Out. <laughs> you have to own that. Here's, look, here's mine. Here's mine. Cool Hand Luke. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's shit. Oh, damn. Have you guys not seen that movie? Fucking Cool yeah. Hand Luke, dude. I was, long, a, I was a kid and I watched it with my dad. I don't remember, I don't remember it. It's in Eastwood, right? No, no, Paul oh, Newman, right? Yeah, Paul Newman, yeah. okay. And then, yeah, the salad dressing guy. And then, oh my. You are Newman's just, own. <laughs> delicious Cinematically dressing. inadequate. Emily, oh, you are just precious. You might, you, might, you might have been removed as my punching bag. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, I do what I can. My God. 
The ranch dressing guy. Come on, there's no love for escape plan. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Fifty Cent. I never saw yeah. that one. No, I haven't seen about, that. I mean, what about The Great Escape with Steve McQueen? I mean, that's like another classic one, right? Yeah, that I definitely Indeed. haven't seen. Though. I haven't seen it either. Oh, guys, for yeah, real. Like, that's I really like, haven't. You know, God, that's like an OG, like Prison Escape action. Steve McQueen, like doing. Motor- he like motorcycles, I think, like over the prison. Oh, Richard, At- Richard Attenborough. Okay. I mean, it's not a traditional prison, but I mean, 2001 A Space Odyssey has similar themes. It's not. I think you're just trying to set up a dig at me, and you're immediately back on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah, lie. He did hurt I worked so though. hard for you, Josh. You shot yourself in the foot. Yeah, you, you had had the world in the palm of your hand, Josh. Look, I'm I'm comfortable <laughs> where I am. <laughs> well, that's good. good for you, I guess. Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good to know. I suppose. Um, okay, so you know we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about planning a prison break in a moment, but first, you know, let, let's catch up. You know, last last episode, you guys. Took over the relic, uh, and I think only one casualty, right? Just the captain, mm-hmm. correct? Um, and then you took the four engineers prisoner, right, or the supply crew prisoner. Um, and I imagine you, you know, locked them up or whatnot, put them in chains, and kind of rank and filed them. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. As your captain, Noriko Ziva Rajni, watches the Aslanti supply crew shackled and marching down the catwalks, her mind drifts to a memory of another day yes. watching another ship disembark. Yeah, can I get the doodly news for another flashback? Great, great, great. So we see Madam Ziva standing with her arms crossed behind her back. She is flanked by her chief of security, Etram, a 12-foot-tall Shabhad. Emily, do you want to tell us a little bit what a Shabhad looks like? Well, Adam, the Shabhad are a, as you mentioned, very tall race. They are from uh, Akiton, and they have um, these very large, uh, imposing tusks that uh, come out of their amazingly impressive face holes as well as four arms so they're they're kind of big cats well not cats they're not really cat more so they mm-hmm. kind of like have boorish faces if boars didn't have if it didn't have the snout you know it's like kind of a flat nose area but has the mouth oh, and the kind yeah. of the eyes and head shape of a boar and four arms very intimidating thing so mm-hmm. anyways in this flashback we see Madame Ziva flanked by her chief of security Etram who is one of these Shabhads on her left is the madam's second in command, a female reptilian style race uh, called the Ikeshti, and her name is Uli. Uli is often referred to as Little Mother by those at the Pool of Paradise, Pools of Paradise. Madam Ziva is awaiting her newest addition to the Leia Hali. The name given to those that Ziva has rescued, which translates to siblings in bonds. 
The madam was given word that a group of stewards had come upon a factory owned by slavers on the planet Akaton. This factory was producing android sex slaves and selling them to the highest bidders on the black market. Unfortunately, the stewards were too late in arriving, and the slavers had destroyed most of the androids before they could save them. Yet, one survived. An androgynous android named Q4TZ, or Quartz. The Pools of Paradise and the stewards had always had a symbiotic relationship, as it was well known that the madam would take in the broken and the forgotten to bring them back to health and to help them achieve a semblance of normal life. Because of this, the stewards often sent extra muscle around the pools to help keep the peace in the otherwise dangerous areas of the spire in Absalon Station. In fact, this had worked out so well that Madame Ziva's block was a shining beacon of light and safety for the upper class and lower class alike. The madam is smiling as she reflected on this while she awaits the transport shuttle that carries her newest rescue. However, Ziva's contemplative peace is interrupted as soon as the ship's docking platform is lowered, as passengers scramble to get off the ship in a hurry in some sort of frantic disembarkment. Ziva notices a human holding the bloody stump of his arm to his chest and running quickly into the shadows of the crowd, but not before the madam gets a good look at his face. Ziva can feel Etram tense up and reach for his weapon, but she places her hand on his chest and shakes him off and says, Easy, Etram. Let's see how this plays out. After the fleeing crowd disperses, we see a beautiful, platinum-blonde-haired android in a steward's uniform escorting another nervous-looking android down the landing ramp, both of them covered in blood. The steward sees Madame Ziva and gingerly brings the liberated quartz to her. Hello, Madame Nariko Ziva Rajni. I am Sergeant Sedona, and well, as you can see, I have made a bit of a mess just now. Yes, it seems that uh, there was a mess indeed. Um, please, uh, tell me, Sergeant, uh, what, what has happened here? In transit, courts here, well, they went to the back to clean up, I suppose, and I wasn't paying attention for just a second, and then I heard some commotion coming from the bathroom. And so I ran back there and saw a man trying to force himself upon her. And well, before I knew it, I had chopped off his hand. Um, this was right before we landed, which is why everybody left so quickly. It's kind of, I should not have done that. I don't think it's within the steward's code of ethics to chop off the hand of a civilian, but he was Nonsense, trying to Sergeant. I'm s I am certain that you um, were well within your rights, and I am certain that that person um, more than deserved such treatment. Um, but uh, yes, I, I would say that you um, have certainly done your job well, and are indeed uh, um, well, you should be Granted a reward, of course. Uh, please, 
you must uh, come join us at the pools. It would be a great honor for us to take care of you. And I personally would like to invite you to my private onsen. I will take care of you myself. She bows a little bit. Sedona looks at you and and says, uh, kind of. She kind of looks a little uh, unsure and says, uh, uh, "No, I, I'm sorry. Um, I, I can't. I have I have business to attend to. Thank you, thank you. Anyway, just please take care of of, of Quartz here." Um, and and she kind of shuffles off, a little embarrassed. As uh, Sedona leaves, uh, Ziva kind of turns her full attention to Quartz and gently lifts a hand up to their cheek and says, um, in Castravellian, Be'akwen le'ali, welcome and be free. Um, Quartz just kind of like nods, doesn't say anything, looks very timid, looks very scared, um, but she kind of nods to you. My name is Nariko Zivarashni. Some may call me madam, but you, for you, you will call me Ziva. Thank you, madam. I, I mean Ziva. Please, um, you have had quite a day, and we, uh, we should get you home and get you cleaned up. And just know that uh, the pools, uh, pools of paradise, this is... Your home for as long as you wish to stay, and we will do all that we can to make you safe and make you happy. Come. Thank you, madam. And uh, Uli, of course, starts smothering her immediately, putting her arm around her, has a blanket ready, and wraps it around her sh- her shoulders. Um, and as you turn to head back, Ziva then turns to Etram and says, "Etram." And yes. She catches his eye, and in uh, Akatonian is going to say to him Berek Natashti Buyaj Nedaza which means go find him punish him and bring me his apology <laughs> sometime later that evening we see Ziva bathing in one of the private steam pools of the bathhouse enjoying some of her finest wine pleased with her rescue but lamenting that the beautiful Sedona did not take her up on her offer of hospitality. Her reverie is interrupted as Uli enters with a leather satchel in her hand. Ziva takes the satchel from Uli and kindly dismisses the little mother, saying, Very good, little mother. Now at least we know that this one will never harm one of ours again. Please, will you check in on court, see that... See that they are well. Uh, I know that the androids do not sleep. I, I, I worry that they will be uncomfortable. Please, just spare no comfort. They have no nothing other than the life of a slave. We will, we will show them in time that they are their own person. Thank you. After Uli leaves, Ziva sets down the wine and takes the palm-sized bundle, and unfolding it, the madam sees the apology exactly as she requested. The mutilated organ 
lying on the blood-soaked leather, serves as the only apology Ziva ever accepted when one of her own was mistreated or harmed. And for the molester, well, it would serve as a devastating reminder of what happens when you act without consent. Assuming, of course, he didn't die of blood loss first. Thoroughly enjoying this brutal justice, Ziva does not notice as Sedona walks into the bath. And it is not until the android has seen the full carnage of Ziva's expectations of apology that Ziva sees Sedona and is overcome with sudden embarrassment and shame. Yet, ever the diplomat, Ziva smiles and waves Sedona over to her steam bath. And the android comes, slides out of her robe, and slides into the hot water. Before Ziva can speak, Sedona holds up a hand and says, Well, I imagine that gets the attention of slavers. Yes, uh, you, you could certainly say that. It is um, not something I like to boast about, but it is absolutely a measure that will be taken if any of ours are ever mistreated. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Was the man's hand not enough punishment? Why do you do this thing? I could ask that same question to the man, but his answers would not be good enough. Is there no. nothing to be said about being better than the barbarians that mistreat humans? And androids and all creatures? I aspire to be a better person, but oftentimes they are just that, aspirations. We do what we must for those that we must take care of. Of this I am certain you know, Sidona. I thought that I did know that, Madam Ziva, but what I saw in that factory, she kind of looks down, very contemplative, and you actually see sorrow, which is, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes on androids' feelings that they might have, but you can sense that there's almost regret forms on her face, and she says, I'm not sure that I've, that I've done enough. As stewards, we are to only interfere at the most severe circumstances, but I feel like that there's more that I could do. Androids are not getting the same treatment as other sentient races. I think that I must do more, perhaps join the Android Abolitionist Front, something, free androids. I cannot let this continue. It was horrible, Ziva. It was horrible. They were so mistreated. I think that you were not wrong in what you did, barbaric as it may be. You've given me a lot to ponder. I want to thank you for inviting me here. I needed this respite. But I see something in you, Ziva. You are more than just a manager of a 
bathhouse or pleasure house or whatever this is. And it's quite nice. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But you have more to you, Ziva. One day I will call on you. I hope that you will respond with the same tenacity that you did today. In the meantime, I encourage you to invest and tap into that natural leadership that I see in you. Now, can you please pass some of that wine? Mm. Our work is fantastic. The <laughs> the thing about Ziva is that she is like basically a mobster. <laughs> <laughs> like no. I ain't saying she's a mobster, but I ain't not saying it neither. You she's, know what she's I mean? not like racketeering. <laughs> There's no money laundering, you know. She's definitely chaotic good. That we know of. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we found uh, one of Ziva's quirks. This is not her first rodeo with uh, removal, organ removal. No, <laughs> no, no, no. She doesn't like to, to brag thing. about it, but I think it's something she likes to do mm-hmm. for sure. No, I mean, I, 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 like, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like pro rape or anything. Like, I'm <laughs> very anti rape <laughs> as a general, you know, principle. But like. <laughs> I can't help that the idea of um, this sort of castration, let's say, is... Dedongment, I think is what mm. it's called. Dedongment. Dedongment. <laughs> 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 yes, it, thank it, you, Heath. That is uh, the technical terminology. Uh, yes. Oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, went in there, got changes my mood. <laughs> so, so, Ziva's having this memory. She's looking at the Aslanti kind of being shuffled along. And then she looks to Zeno. I think with an extra lingering glance as her memories of androids and the mistreatment that they faced, particularly in the hands of slavers or Aslanti who see them as nothing more than I think machine meat is how Talmarin phrased it. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely think she looks to Zeno probably feeling a little bit of that urge to protect him. I mean, am I am I mm-hmm. wrong in that, Emily? No, absolutely. Yeah, that's very accurate. So, you know, these thoughts are going through your head, and you guys kind of see Z- Ziva kind of lost in her own thoughts as you march the crew to Talmarin, uh, to Talmarin's little location, and you you knock out the. The secret code and Talman arrives and says, Well, it looks like you have infiltrated the relic. Well done. Yes, it was um, an interesting uh, bout, but it is done, yes. And Talman immediately like jumps down out of the out of the pipe and uh, starts just like blindfolding all of the prisoners and says, well, I, I think that you, thou well needed these clothes. Yes. 
And she st- and she just starts stripping them like right there down to their tidy greenies. <laughs> of, course. of course they are. Of, of, of course you. they got the magic Thank underwear. You. You know yeah. Right, right, right. Um. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll take their kit for sure. So, tell me, have you thought of a plan to rescue? Your android friend, and if while you're doing it, my friends as well? Well, we've like, we got some ideas about getting in there. I'll tell you that. Please, tell me. (laughs) Oh, I'm not so good at talking. (laughs) Oh, come on, Mike. (laughs) Tell him the plan. Uh, Captain, you well, wanna? Yeah, that's that's uh, yes, my I, implication. I didn't want to step on. Per- perhaps before you tell me your plan, I could give you some advice, some things that I know. You have taken care of the relic, which shows that you are very adept, at the very least, have potential to do this. So first, here is the the key card, and she hands you the key card. And then she goes on to tell you many things, which I'm not going to do in voice because it's a lot. Um, She suggests to you and warns you about dodging guards when able. You know, only talk to guards when you have to. Um, There will probably be security robots employed there, as as Lanty tend to like to use these things. Being that it is a prison, that there's certainly security cameras about and probably a a central area where people are watching on the cameras. Um, she also reminds you that Aslanti are fond of using bloodline locks. Uh, she doesn't know if they're in use at the prison or not, but she just wants to remind you that this is some things that they like to do. She says some things to um, avoid if possible, so as not to raise the alert at the prison. Try to not get into open combat where you can be seen. If you have to engage in combat, make sure that you can't be seen uh, or that you've taken measures to avoid being discovered. Uh, Open combat will be the easiest, the the number one thing to raise the the alarms at the prison. Um, The guards will likely all have ways of raising a prison-wide alarm if allowed, um, as they'll all be connected through communication devices attached to their uniforms. Cover any tracks that you leave of any things that you might have done to interfere with the prison systems. Make sure you cover your tracks. Uh, try not to be caught in a place that you don't have a reason to be there. Uh, when you're going through, act confident. Act like you're supposed to be there. Don't engage unless absolutely necessary. Uh, You'll have to create minor distractions to lure some guards away, but be warned that some guards are highly disciplined and will not leave for anything beyond a major prison-wide distraction. And she says, I have some things that I might present to thou if your plan meets the muster. So tell me, what is it that you plan to do? So, is it, is it worth mentioning that we have 
off air been discussing this plan like for like a week now of course i mean i think that's to be assumed like that there was a lot of deliberation that we've been talking about for the last week but uh, in fiction your characters haven't really talked about it so let's talk about your plan in character a little bit what is how are your characters feeling about this and then of course we need to relay this to our listeners of what what's your intents here how do you plan on going about breaking into a high security Atlanti prison and not only rescuing Sedona but the other prisoners that Talmarin has asked you to free so <clears throat> The old Wookiee prisoner trick. <laughs> Oldest one in the book. Again. You ever yeah. seen Star Wars? <laughs> uh, no, I have not seen this hollow film. Please explain it to me. Classic. <laughs> we don't get many movies out here at Outpost Out at Outpost Zed. Um, how how about babies stay yeah. out? Have you seen that one? <laughs> oh, I have seen that one. That is a classic. That is a classic film. I must watch. Everyone's for seen all. Baby's Day Out. <laughs> we play it every Thank year <laughs> on Christmas. Duh. That is the Glimshaw's favorite movie. <laughs> Uh, they talk the whole time through it. Not even that is the baby. Surprise. That is the baby that comes out, and because it's coming out, they must go get the baby because it's only a baby. And of course, a baby can't do anything by itself. But then the movie shows that a baby can do things oh by itself. Yeah, you're not. You're not that person. Uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, it is a deeply moving you know piece of cinema because like, obviously the okay. crib is like okay. a metaphor for a prison so how apropos yes, yes of course <laughs> you're doing wonderfully mike no but uh the most surefire way to get into a prison of course is with prisoners yes, yes I, I i think that this is a wonderful plan how do thou plan on executing this Dust. <laughs> How dost thou? How dost thou? Thank you. Being corrected on my own grammar. Yeah, maybe, I read a lot of classical literature. <laughs> maybe hold off for of that, right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh-huh. like uh-huh. she is like a Shakespearean styled speaker, but just really bad at it. Yeah, she's she's not great <laughs> at it. She like she like stood, she like this is how she learned common was like from some old text, so she doesn't uh-huh. really understand like how all that works because I don't really understand. That makes me really happy. Um, <laughs> uh, but all right, so so let's what? let's let's explain the plan. Obviously, this would be done in character, but let's let's explain it. To, as let's talk it out. What what is what is the who's going to be the prisoner? How are you going to do this? What's the situation? Oh yeah, that's that's the big surprise reveal there, isn't it? We've well, done I think this we're going to keep before. going with the, with, <laughs> with the same thing that we did last time uh, with the guards or the not guards but the crew of the relic, uh, which is we're going to pose as Aslanti ourselves, uh, some sort of officers. Like you know, above their pay grade, right? And uh, we're we need to escort these very serious, highly dangerous prisoners to Golta, which is why we sent which. the uh, message to the relic in the first place to come down here and pick us up, right? Is so that the plan? Of our prisoners are going to be Mike and Zeno, uh, the two that we. Our least 
capable of disguising. I'm not sh- sure that, and I am sorry to say this, Zeno, but thou art not a prisoner. You would only be considered a slave, for you are machine meat, as it were. Yeah, but as look, I've understood I mean, like- about, as I've understood about the Aslantes, that they don't see androids as sentient. This is correct, correct? Yes? Yes, this is correct. You, Thou hast understood the situation most well, correctly. They would be making a grave mistake, but one that I hope they do. That well, well, to be... To your point, yes. He would be a slave, as the vernacular they produce. I mean, to be um, fair, the only reason for that distinction is just to be further racist, right? He's in in effect a prisoner. Well, the only reason why I bring it up is the Aslanti would keep androids separate from the other prisoners. Which means they'll have Sedona in the android cells as well. Machine Meaning that I can communicate with with Sedona. Androids. You must start speaking correctly if you want to fool the Aslanti, my dear. Hmm. They are not androids. They are machine meat. I do not say this to offend thou, only to prepare you for the proper terminology that they will be expecting. You are of course right, Talaman, and we thank you very much for your of course insight I'm and right. for your assistance. <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? Trying to be polite, but that's fine. Um, but yes, okay. Continue in or out of character. I'm sorry. Uh, just you know, that? you can be out of character. Well, how? Whatever you feel. Yeah, you, know? you feel that. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's just kind of iron it out. The the plan is, as as I understand it, is that both Ziva and Oren are going to pose as high ranking Aslanti military, and yep. they they are bringing in Mike and Zeno as a prisoner and a slave, respectively. Yeah, yeah. And Fell is doing what? He's going to be, be uh, the muscle. Changing the armor back to Aslanti paint job, because I made a boo-boo with that last time. Um, <laughs> so basically, Question. making the armor Do look. Do you have any paint thinner? Because if you don't, sorry, not going to happen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's an exact Surely shade of Aslanti terrain. <laughs> Do you have that lying around? I'm... I'm f- fairly certain in that vending machine they sell it as like a soda pop like right, i so, mean so, I think they would so i bet the glimshar right so, so aren't yeah so or- fell's basically going to look like a very tall uh aslanti soldier sure and so you're there s helping with the escort of the prisoners so the question that tamron would then ask you is what what is your cover story? What did these prisoners and this slave do? Why are you bringing them to Galto? What, what, what was their crime? Well, you only need a crime for Mike, really, because Mike. they'll just take an android as a slave. She tells you that. They'll just take an android as a slave 
on principle. Yeah, that's going to be easy peasy for Tech yeah. Zeno. So Ziva will kind of just, you know, say, uh, tell us again, what was the specifics for which your friends were originally uh, imprisoned? Um, they, they were captured because they were taking artifacts? Yes, uh, so they were... She had called them past diggers, or otherwise known as archaeologists, and they smuggled things off of Aslanti-owned sites, um, even though it's their home turf, but the Aslanti had taken mm-hmm. over their planets or whatever, so according to the Aslanti, it's theirs. And so these people had smuggled things that are like ancient artifacts for their people, but the Aslanti consider it theirs, and so they arrested them for theft. Okay. Same I'm so sorry. What was the the name that they called them again? Past not diggers. Yeah, but that's what Talmarin. That's what Talmarin calls okay. them, not what the Aslanti call. Yeah, them. you don't. You definitely don't uh, want to call them past diggers. Yeah. See, I'm looking for the specific Aslanti. Archaeologists. They call them criminals. So. They call them criminals. Um, thieves. They're archaeological terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> that's really aggressive. It is. Um, Aslanti. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair. Very passive as Lanti, yes. Alright, so that seems like a pretty good plan. Talrin is um, approves, you know, stresses the importance of being able to adapt and improvise once you get in to make sure that you're leaving yourself a way out the further in you go. Um, and to that, Talrin offers you some gifts. First, she says to you that... Um, I will take the supplies for we need them here at Outpost Z, but I will leave you the 5,000 UPBs. It is likely that the Aslanti will do an inspection of your ship when thou arrives at the prison. It would be important to have these materials on your ship when you arrive. It is up to you to try to bluff your way out. That is, But they are yours to do with what you wish. And then she hands you also four serums of appearance change, two spell gems of disguised self, and three glamoured fusion seals. Holy shit. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And she suggests... Those will come in handy. If you have any credits that you would like to spend, I suggest going to the market. There are some very fine instruments that you may be able to use to help you. Thou wist this ruse. All right. Yep. Good call. Yes. Go check it out. Um, one question, Tarmarin. Uh, these, these bloodline locks. Do you happen to know? Is it just any Aslanti blood, or is it particular uh, rank or, or um, breeding? I, I do not know if it's coded particularly, but thou would assume. That any Aslanti blood should do. 
perhaps some of the more secure places require specific biometrics. This I cannot be certain. Hmm. I thank you sure. for that information, at least. Yeah, Zeebus look over his shoulder at Mike and then be like, Maybe we go get the fingers off of the captain. I knew, yes. I knew it. Mike, <laughs> I fucking knew you was gonna try to cut some people's limbs and appendages off. Any excuse you can find, not, right? Talman just shrugs and's like, "Well, I don't see why I mean, that Mike, won't I'm, work." I'm, I'm kind of coming around space to it. Asparagus. You know? <laughs> work with the asparagus. I mean, sure, yeah. Funny I'm, not, alive, I'm, not, though. I'm not denying. Well, their fingers weren't alive when we cut them off. I mean, after we cut them off. Yeah, I mean, I could. I'm not saying it's a useless theory. Okay. Push come to shove. We 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 throw a jolt of energy in the finger. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'll make give it you this morbid. It'll be fine. It's fine. It's fine. And these are morbid times. We are in a <laughs> sticky situation. <laughs> Or See, no, look, about Zeebus flashback. <laughs> so, I, no so, comment. Okay. So like, I'm not denying its usefulness. It just seems like a trend with you to like cut people's bits off. You know, it's like you you dig it. Bits and bobs. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Everyone has strengths. Everyone has hobbies. Let's move on. Okay. That's not a hobby. <laughs> yes. <I'm just> saying. <laughs> it's a hell of a hobby. I mean it. It can be. That just doesn't mean that it's legal or ethical. Uh, it's well, not you know, acceptable. You're hobby. in the wild, wild west here, so I mean, legality. No, you guys look. look I think we are right. He's the player. I'm gonna die on this hill. Like, no, nah, that's not fucking <laughs> cool. That you're like into that. I get it, using it for subterfuge and stuff. But like, your character's arc is that she, for whatever reason, really digs cutting people's stuff off. You know, like. <laughs> I'm just saying how, how is that, the that case? ain't cool. Dismemberment. Who's, who has ever She's said that? She's into dismemberment. Um, how many times have you dismembered people? <laughs> it's been a lot. Like we're level four. You've I can basically count it done on it once hand. for every level. <laughs> she can count on one hand with all of the fingers and other digits she's taken. She definitely yeah. she's all right, all definitely right. dismembered right. one guy. I think that's something to be maybe brought to Ziva's, you know, maybe intervention with Ziva at a later date. Uh, but yeah, for Listen, yeah. Ziva, it's, you really have to stop cutting people's shit now, off. Okay? It seems like, to be as good a plan as any. So, uh, Talmrin... <laughs> cut, Come in to give her an intervention and she's sharpening a knife. Uh, Talmrin starts shoving <laughs> the uh, Aslanti engineers into the pipe and, you know, kind of pushing them through and prodding <laughs> them through. Says, go, go, thou art mine now. <laughs> And she disappears into the tunnels. And so now she, what I want to do, what we have talked about off air is the shopping. We all know that there's a marketplace here with a lot of cool things. And we just to kind of save yes. some time on the radio. We've Everybody's kind of decided what they're going to purchase. So why don't we just go down the line and you tell me what you got. Unless you want to have an interaction with one of the... Merchants beyond shopping. I, I I didn't want to have necessarily a, a merchant interaction, but I did want to like mention my ideas to like the party, you know. Okay. Yeah. So once we leave Talmrin, obviously. 
Um, although I think she'd appreciate it. But I, I kind of come to, <clears throat> particularly Zeno and Ziva, the Z Squad. And, uh, I'm like, so I like, had an idea, right? So I've seen a lot of like prison break movies and stuff like that. Uh, like Baby. Some of you haven't. Like Baby Stay Out, which okay. I defended fervently. Uh, but <laughs> I, I had an idea. Have, have you ever heard of Storage Goo? And, and I'm saying it loud enough for everybody to hear. He's just like particularly, you know, motioning to uh, storage. There's not a recall knowledge. No. I don't know. I mean, storage sure, would not. or know about what? storage goo. I don't know. How common is it? Like, yeah, I think, you know, it's a vest it's common, thing, isn't it's it? Just gonna... No, no. It's common among smugglers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so anyways, no, Zeno doesn't we, know. Before we have a soliloquy about the storage goo, <laughs> it's cool because it's, it's like some good thing. It, it basically has the consistency of like soft chewed up bubble gum, right? But you buy it and you get mm-hmm. like a six six inch sphere of it, kind of that is shapeable and moldable. But it's got some kind of magical properties that allow you to store within it up to uh, one bulk of material. <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, I could put like one pistol in it or something like that, or I could put like a lot of but several different little trinkets that might be useful inside the the prison. So that's that's my idea. Is I know I'm I'm the you know the prisoner. I'm the Wookie as it were. But I had the idea. I'll get some storage goo. I'll if you've ever seen Con Air, Dave Chappelle's bit from that where he swallows the the baggie full of uh, it's lighter fluid in that Con Air. That's but, another uh, good prison break movies from a plane yeah that definitely cool. yeah uh i don't know why i didn't bring it up since conair was the inspiration for my plan <laughs> but yeah so i swallowed a goo containing for instance like a zip stick and ion tape and like a summoning grenade things we might use for not necessarily combat purposes but distraction and subterfuge purposes mm. so i tie a string of like fishing line to the goo i tie the, the fishing line string around one of my back teeth i swallow the goo blob <laughs> and then when we get in the prison i vomit it up if we need it that is genius michael wait, I wait. Love it. so so uh, when, when you take it out of the goo though is it like covered in vomit no so it's magical so what it does is it breaks down all the like molecules of the thing, and then it reassembles them when you you you, you squeeze. When I puke it up, I'll squeeze it, and it'll reassemble all the items and and pop them uh, all uh, out pristine. On that note, can I just pause for a and second that- and say, I fucking love Starfinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the fact that that's a thing that you can do—it's amazing. It's great. Yeah, Go it's ahead. all rules well, is written. It's fucking unbelievable. I like. I love it. Well. Well, my other idea was to do something similar, but instead of doing the old fishing line uh, stomach bag hiding trick, was to uh, make a ca- use the med lab, make a cast, and use the goo as the insulation liner for the cast. You know, but then we'd have to lie and say like, "Oh, he got his leg broke in uh, in the detainment process." Either one would would work perfectly, though. Yeah, I think I think you got to go with swallow. Mike, I don't want to tell you to swallow some weird shit, but uh, the fewer lies that we tell, the better. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I'm partial to the casting, but I don't like telling lies because I'm not good at it. 
Mechanically speaking. <laughs> I have to say... Mechanically speaking. <laughs> nope, morally speaking. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I Yeah, I dig that. What, John? I was going to say, I have to say, Michael, that that is very uh, ingenious, a, a very clever use of using that storage goo. I'm surprised I haven't heard of this uh, interesting material. We could possibly use it more often. Does it? Uh, do you get to keep the storage goo? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just like once you purchase it, it's like I said, you you jam stuff in it. It breaks down the molecules to make it like a Hermione's bag kind of situation, and then you squeeze it again to pop them all out. I mean, now you've got it forever, and it's cool because it's like moldable. If I wasn't worried so worried about a strip search, I could just like make a cod piece out of it, or like <laughs> you know, like mold it to like underwear. You know, it's supremely adaptable. <laughs> Yeah, Hermione's bag. Harry Potter, that was a good one. Bubblegum like good series. Um, wow. So, um, I just want to make sure that we yes, put all I, of these films into our canon yeah. as being real films. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, in Starfinder world, is it's it? Jerry Potter. <laughs> Jerry Potter. Is Jerry Potter. reusable or... It's yes. not. Yes, it, it is. No, it's not. Actually. It's not. It only does it one time. Yeah. It's it, once. Once. You, once it reassesses, yeah. reforms the things that you put in it, the goo itself turns into ash. Oh, okay. I could. I. Okay. Still I, cool. I, 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 yeah. I, I mean, misread it, it, that. It I, I had perfect, read over it like you know? three times and just was so excited about the prospect. It's of a what great it can plan. Do. It's a super great. Plan. Yeah. It's a. It's a fantastic plan. I love it. All right. I love it. And I'm so, about it's not that expensive either. You could buy. So Whenever on that note, you need let's go ahead and talk about what you guys buy. Now, as far right. as the chicken mouse goes, as long as Mike doesn't go, you guys will be able to go and buy anything from the chicken mouse. You're friends with okay. Zarb okay. and Half Red, which is the squid fish. Do we need to have a moment? Do we? I think we need to have a moment between Fell and Half Red. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Yes. Is that I, even I a question? The fans will demand it. Yeah. So first of all, real I mean, quick, let's just talk about happen. what you're going to buy. Just the main things. Nothing. Just what are the main things that you? All right, got? I'll go first. Since okay. mine's really short, I'm buying an ability, uh, like gym. Uh, what is it called? Ability an ability crystal. Crystal. Yeah, yeah. And you're putting uh, that towards your, what? your one of your. To my wisdom. Nice. Which Very gives nice. me 20 wisdom now. That's great. It's fantastic. Which is nice. All right. Uh, John, All did right. you buy anything? No, you're going to wait, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to wait. All right. What about Feld? What'd you get? Uh, Fell also bought an ability okay. crystal. What'd you put that towards? Um, okay. uh, strength, because I'm tired of having five. Uh, so what does that bring it up to? Six? It just bumps it up to six, but that's enough to, you know, give me a little bit of slack. Um, also buying a Serum of Healing Mark okay. II, in case I get into a sticky situation. Some batteries for my rifle, and a level three signal oh, jammer, which is wow. going to be huge for the prison break. Yeah, this is... So this tell is, me about this is like the linchpin. I think that's a big deal. So my plan with that is that, you know, Fell is going to be wearing, you know, completely covered head to toe in this battle dress uh, Aeon Guard trooper armor. And he's going to be able to get into a position and hack one of the computers to I don't know, possibly open up 
all of the cell doors, creating chaos, and at the same time, cut off all wireless communications to where they can't raise an alarm. It's or where the the guards aren't able to coordinate well, at the very with each least other via communicate radios or comms. Right. right, that's right. I mean, the, the alarm will definitely be raised. I mean, somebody's going to hit a switch somewhere, but they can't remotely communicate that's, with each that's other. That's huge. That's yeah. a really good good purchase there. Um, yeah. Flip side, though, is that we also can't use our comm units to talk to each right, other. Right, but you can but, turn it on and off know. at will. Is that correct? Okay, correct. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, Emily. What did Ziva get? Ziva is going to get an improvisation adornment mark one. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. Cool. Um, so I'm just going to kind of read it verbatim because I'll screw it up otherwise. Uh, those who rely on speaking to persuade or please others uh, require. Is that what Sorry. it says verbatim? It's usually worn like a necklace <laughs> or a headband. Okay. And so, if you fail a bluff, culture, diplomacy, imitation, or sense motive check, you can re-roll it oh, to take, and take the better huge. result. It basically gives yeah. you advantage on your bluff checks, which is going to be really important yes. coming up. And that's unlimited or once yes. a day? or No, that's one re-roll um, okay. in 24 Still, hours. Still, that's, that's pretty good. Sometimes All it right. only takes one. And then Heath, of course, Mike is buying the goo and the tape and the zip stick, right? I did want to say, yes, I'm getting ion tape and the zip stick because they go together. The zip stick activates the ion tape. I'm getting the goo to be my, my satchel in my stomach, as it were. And I'm going to take... All three of those put it in the goo, but I'm also I got a laser microphone from my spider buddy, mm-hmm. which lets lets you hear through walls or, or barriers that are uh, an inch thick or less. So like maybe not a prison wall, but maybe like the glass on a door or like just a thin door. That's cool. <clears throat> um, and I'm gonna take my engineering kit and summoning grenade, and I can fit all of those in the goo because they're all negligible bulk. So that's, yeah, you could, that's you could fit awesome. up to 10 L-based bulk items into the goo. Yeah, and I've got like five. That's great. I think you yeah. guys have a good oh, plan hey. here. I think you have a good plan. However, when you get to Half-Red and you're buying the items from Half-Red, as you approach, first of all, Half-Red lights up. Like, all of a sudden, her whole, like, <laughs> jelly turns, like, Aww. bright pink in her on her little iPad or whatever data pad that she has. A big, like, heart-eyed emoji shows up. Oh, no. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and then it just reads, fell, fell, fell across the uh, uh, society. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to do with that. That's too adorable. <laughs> you, gonna kind of nudge you be like Good luck you're getting shipped yeah. whether or not you like it <laughs> yeah so Just don't uh, think it can work out open your mind there's many buddy. ways to have pleasure Zach <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel you, man. You just can't replicate. She's that's, that's her all own you, but there's uh, paradise right there. You know, lots of I think, she's, ta- you I think she's talking about love. You're talking about pleasure. Yeah. In yeah. any case, yeah. what do you do, Fel? Uh, Ziva kind of pushes that's you a, up. That's a fair fucking point, my man. I'll give you that. Fel, <laughs> uh, goddamn right. Stupid, stupid grin on his face. Uh, changes his skin to match that same pink tone, <laughs> and just walks up and wants to give her a side hug but doesn't really know how so you like kind of reach <laughs> your arms out to intimate 
you know, giving and embrace and like three or four wet like tentacles wrap around you and just pull you in. It's like, you know, and like you're kind of like embraced in this goo. And I will say it, it feels, it feels good. It's like very cool. It's like aloe almost to your skin, you know? Um, yeah. And the, and the, the squid fish that's in the middle comes right up to your face <laughs> and just lands like a pucker, like right on your, like your cheek. Just <laughs> And like, it just gives a <laughs> pop, and you just see like hearts, like oh emojis, just like flying off off of her iPad, just heart, 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 heart or whatever. Um, and then you see like a peach and an eggplant emoji. No, 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 no. <laughs> whoa, whoa, back up, shit. It went from whoa, six whoa, to midnight. Ziva's in the corner scribbling like mad, fanfic. just like writing um, out this fanfic so hard. Um, and and oh, it's actually going to give you a discount on your purchases. So basically, you'll take oh, two hundred back to the band the band fund. Um, and then and uh, then that two hundred is going back to my personal and then, credits. Bro. And then um, on the <laughs> on the iPad, like you see like the little spaceship emoji, and then a question mm-hmm. mark emoji. A spaceship question mark like about our ship or are, we are you leaving oh yeah are roll we leaving? an insight check uh, since motive, can, yeah. yeah can i do a, a check mm-hmm. or something to what do you want sense motive uh, i'm not so great at that can those oh creep in? no uh, Ziva, you can because you're like studying this situation right <laughs> um, i'm a little up in it you're like for 24 fell She's asking where you're going. She could just use limited telepathy and be yeah. in his head. I mean, she yeah. doesn't have to even say anything. Oh, ask that's true. That's true. Uh, well, we gotta leave. We gotta go rescue some people from a. You present. have to speak in emojis, dude, or colors on your skin. Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, emojis. How the fuck? <laughs> All right, so you got to you got to go black and white. Yes, right? <laughs> yeah, not j- so, jail so I'm, I'm thinking and the, like, stick uh, being let, broken in half. Let's let fell. Let's let fell. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm no, I'm I'm thinking to a, a trip that I took to Japan, trying to to communicate with people with the, like Google Translate and it being good but not completely okay. reliable, and it's tough. So what do you like, say, man? So so. uh a gesture to all of us, and I know they said it, I'm supposed to come up with it, but jail bar emoji, and people, like a group of, you know, the multiple group the emoji, crowd emoji, like two or yeah, three, okay. the crowd emojis, and then break, like a breaking stick or yeah, we something, think by then whatever icon break. A stick they, break they've got emoji. the breaking yeah. stick emoji, but yeah. And then uh, iOS like an like an exit sign. Um, and so like once you relay all that, like she turns a shade of like of like kind of pale yellow. And on her on her screen it's the emoji of the like wide eyed like Yeah, like, oh, like no. <laughs> and then and then like there's like the tear emoji. Oh, um, no. <laughs> um <laughs> And then, 
and then a stop sign emoji. And Fel just trying to play it cool shrugs. Shruggy, gives a, the shruggy you know, emoji. Of, and, you know, instead of doing an emoji, he actually physically shrugs. And then, like, does the like the the pointing at the group or gestures wide hands to all of us and points. She at turns itself, red and, like, and flexes. Like, the, the screen is like an angry emoji. And well, he 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 flexes and gives her thumbs you up. Do, you do the you do the, <laughs> the iron mic that, that the, <laughs> for the titanium the, mic the flex emoji. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and then like pats his bicep and then so gives. She the does the up. blush emoji. And then she does the cry emoji again, and then she does the like, um, the little wave emoji, and then she wraps you again in her jelly, and she, <laughs> and she pulls you in, and it's like the de- it's like the deepest reddish purple color that I think any of you have ever seen. You've never seen a color so rich with this, and she pulls you in, and like. You look, you actually look deep into the actual fish's eyes, the little squid that's in there. And you look into it and you can see like it kind of welling up with, with tears and then just like a nod to you. And fell nods and back. Then, um, and, and then it says, and then there's like an emoji, um, like it's just the general calendar emoji you know like mm-hmm. a little calendar date thing and then like a picture yeah, like of food long? and a picture of drink yeah <laughs> yeah. <A date>. yeah. <laughs> and then then it, it does the little like like pucker kiss on you but this time on your lips Fell accepts it like Fell is is, is not Fell's not opposed yeah, to it um, and she she hugs you very deeply and then kind of pushes you away and as he's being pushed away fell holds a hand out kind of you know non-threatening just like palm up wanting to put his hand into the jelly like you do this like you no like like hand like palm up like wanting to you know kind of reach out and and Caress her. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Emily fell out of her chair, dude. <laughs> Emily literally just fell out of her chair. <laughs> uh, I died and now I'm dead. Okay. So tentacle shenanigans ensue, and I think the rest of you guys like. Maybe you thought that this is right, pretty sweet, but the rest here, of you guys are looking at this and starting to get like a little uncomfortable, like a little embarrassed or whatever. And finally she like lets go and she just like does like a lingering water tentacle like on your cheek and then pats you on the back. Um, and then it yeah. does like a kissy face emoji as you as you leave. It's so beautiful. as as Fel gets back to the group, Orange just gonna look at him and just shrug and say, "Man, I gotta be honest with you, it's not the worst girlfriend you ever had." <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying, <laughs> bud. I mean, look, she seems sweet. It's a bit of a language barrier, but oh my God. okay. So <laughs> it's it's ri- <laughs> it's rare that you get gross and cute in such equal quantities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like a pug, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I hope you've all enjoyed this scene. Can we please uh, yes, move we're on? Move on. You guys go uh, onto your ship, 
and you see Hash there, and he's like, I've, um, I've made the modifications along with Talbrun's help. Your engine signature looks as Lanti now. Don't worry. Your outside appearance is still your ship. They won't mind that. It's more about how your engine looks. And you have the proper transponder. And then, with Mike and Fell's suggestions, I've added some modifications to your ship to make it stronger. When you come back here, you may dock at my personal spaceport. It's a little safer. Thank you for everything that you've done for me. Please be safe. Come back in one piece. I would like to have whale with you. This is my favorite thing from the vending machines. You mean the pollen? Whale. The whale pollen? Whale. Yes. The oh, they're delicious. Balls. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> they're easily the best thing out of those vending machines. Everything I can't else help is but a agree. Rip-off. I totally agree. That bacon paste was pretty Ziva good. Ziva didn't have any, so she's like, okay, let's have some whale. Okay. Um, bye. And he like <laughs> he like closes up <laughs> closes up the hatch as you guys get on the ship, and you guys have a six day journey in front of you to Golta. You guys are going to fucking Golta, the prison Christ. moon of the Atlantis. But you know, before it's we a get bit there, terrifying. Before we get there, there's a little something we need to go over. You guys might have thought that I forgot about it, but I I didn't. You guys leveled up. We did. Yay, yay. We did level up. Yeah. What I want to do is in this six day journey, you kind of RP your level ups. So Can like we did last time, let's 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 go through. What you got, Heath? Well, I was gonna say, can we also talk about the ships? The ships level up. Uh, very quickly, sure. Just quick, quick like. You want me to give a rundown on it? Yeah. So I think. Uh, Mike has been trying to make himself, you know, more more useful in a general sense, particularly like with the ship. He's talked to uh, Aaron before about like showing him the ropes in case he ever needed to pilot the ship. He and Phil have like, you know, talked over his armor and stuff like that. And he's trying to get more familiar with with the ship in general. So uh, me and uh, Josh kind of talked about maybe to some degree Josh has taken or, or not Josh uh, <laughs> Fell is taking Mike under his wing a little bit and help letting him help out with determining the ship upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah, well, and it makes sense because he's the gunner, so any new weapons, whatever's going on on the ship, it'd be good for him to be a part of. So, in short, what we've done is uh, upgraded the power core to accommodate all these other changes. Upgraded the computers to where there's another plus one check for somebody. Upgraded the thrusters to M10. Gives 10 hex movement up from 8 with no penalty to piloting checks. Uh, We've got basic long-range sensors versus the budget, I think, mid-range sensors we had before. So we've got a 20 hex range and a plus two to scan checks, which will be awesome going into the uh, prison moon. Try and get a good scan on that place from a good distance. Uh, Higher countermeasures, so it's an extra plus one on the target lot. Gives us a plus five instead of plus four. Uh, weapons have been rearranged. The flak thrower has been added to the forward arc, uh, which can actually shoot down target lock weapons like missiles if they come in to strike our forward arc. Um, the high explosive missile launcher has been moved from the forward to the starboard. Um, 
the cargo hold has been converted to a smuggler's compartment. And that makes it to where we can, if we need to, actually hide up to, I think, what was it, 10 tons? 10, Heath, 10 tons, cargo? yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's huge. But when it's open, it looks like a normal cargo hold. Yeah. It's, when it's closed, it's like a, basically like a, fa- a false wall or like secret door kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it just takes a cargo hold and makes it more like if somebody raided your ship or pirates showed up or whatever, they wouldn't know to look there. Right. Okay. Well, so, short, but yeah, that's it for the level four or tier four. It's for gotten the ship. much more powerful. Um, okay. So you're on, you're on the Epic Tracer. You're leaving Outpost Zed. You've been there for a while and you're back in drift space. And during this time, you're kind of becoming acclimated to your new skills. So I'm going to go down the line and please try to be brief here. I'm going to start with you, Mike. At level four, what type of things are you learning and dealing with and, and, and getting? So um, I, th- I think Mike, uh, and this sounds like it's not going to be quick. It is. Mike, throughout his boxing career, was not like a first-round knockout guy. He liked to wear people down. You know what I'm saying? But as the situation has progressed and he's been back on the adventuring trail, as it were, he's starting to come around to the idea of being a first-round knockout guy. <laughs> you know, like quickly putting somebody down before they can cause more problems. So that said, he has been trying to work on kind of his reflexes and, and attention in a fight. And I took uh, improved initiative. So he'll have oh, cool. plus, plus four to his initiative in any situation that requires initiative. So he's quicker on the jump. You so know? he's doing like a lot of like um, aerobics and stuff as he trains just to get more agile and quick. Yeah, one like reaction based stuff, like people throwing like multiple balls at him while he's like bouncing on and off of a trampoline kind of thing. Perfect. All right, Oren. Oh, I also so, took a point in culture. So yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we'll just go ahead and oh, yeah, say everybody, everybody's taken who couldn't speak Aslanti before did take a point in culture. So now every the whole crew can speak Aslanti. All right, Oren. So, yeah, level four, mostly I just get spells, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, flavor-wise, that um, that ability crystal sort of, you know, jump-started his third eye or whatever, and um, is going to allow him to do a whole lot of probably meditating over the course of the trip uh, and gain some new insights for the new spells that he has learned to cast. Um, Dark Vision. It's one of them. And I also gained access to level two spells at this level, so I upgraded my Mystic Cure and Mind Thrust and uh, took Charm Person and removed Condition Lesser for level one spells in replacement. Wow, great. Cool. What about you, Ziva? So Ziva has kind of been watching old Mike, and she's really focusing in on trying to be more reactionary. Um, with that, she took another improvisation. Uh, she took the watch out improvisation, which is basically uh, it's a reaction based. Anytime an enemy makes a ranged attack against an ally within 60 feet, you can warn that ally of the danger. Um, so essentially, when you warn them, they get to add a plus four AC against the triggering attack. Uh, so, so, like, really I see trying this. To keep an eye out. Yeah, I see this as like Ziva and Mike in their in their training space, right? You guys just taking turns trying to surprise each other, you know, and like, mm-hmm. 
you watch out and like Mike like jumping down on the ground and then jumping up jumping down on the ground and like yep. you, you guys kind of just working with each other to become much quicker at reactions I love it that's great yeah we're uh, doing like an antagonistic crossfit yeah I love it <laughs> that's the one because it's not already antagonistic alright fell <laughs> 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 so true. And that's about it. We went up in a couple of skills, yeah, yeah, but yeah, overall, yeah. it's really just All right, that. Fell. So Fell has been working with his exocortex. Uh, this is a personal skill that comes from the uh, level four mechanic um, or mechanic trick, rather. Uh, it's hack directory. So he's been working with his own exocortex and has been practicing hacking defenses that he's had the exocortex automatically create. Um, just kind of practicing on that and has developed a way to if he fails at hacking something he can see what countermeasure stopped him and then to roll another check to negate that thing setting off an alarm dude that's so much so like i see yeah, Bell just like okay we're going to a prison this high security prison he's just like over computers just like studying like creating countermeasures for himself to mm -hmm. like work against you know that's, exactly that's great fantastic choice very very net runnery cyberpunky yeah, I, I really it. like it love yeah it. oh yeah all right and finally uh xeno five yes so xeno five has been pretty much just restricting himself to his room as he's uh kind of undergoing his own source of meditation uh involving like uh well we 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 mentioned it in the very first episode where he has this kind of a uh, strange advanced style technolo technomagical Rubik's cube, you know, part toy, part tool. Uh, it's just a puzzle that's just almost kind of incomprehensible, you know, people messing with it, just kind of like, ah, what the fuck is this? But for Zeno, he's, he, he's seeing the inner trappings of it and everything and actually use, uh, trying to uh, practice his spells on it, you know, and uh, I mean, he's trying to either like hold door shuts or open them on various little levels in this little Rubik's Cube and uh, so he's actually just trying to uh, master as far as holding portals and un unlocking doors and such considering we're going into a prison great fantastic so you guys spend the week honing your skills kind of getting yourselves motivated and, and, and ready for this very difficult task of going to rescue somebody that I think all of you are very connected to, right? Sedona, this is, as we've seen in some of the flashbacks and some flashbacks to come, each of you has a very meaningful connection to Sedona. And it's, it's important for you guys to meditate on that, you know, or are any of you thinking about that as, as we go into this? I, I think obviously, like I think all of us would be right. We're going for Sedona. Everything yeah. else is secondary. I, I, it's you know forefront I mean? in our minds. She's the only Absolutely. reason that any of us are even here right now. Yeah. Right. So and only so, because we all have such close personal connections. So I think you know tying it to Sedona, um, and this is a mistake I made in our thirty-day journey that I have to fix, <clears throat> or at least address, or I'll never forgive myself. But the APA boys. Uh, Mike and Zeno, uh, Sedona kind of being the impetus for the creation of the APA, you know, getting Mike on the, the right path and, and giving him that purpose to create the APA. Um, 
Mike kind of comes to to Zeno at, at one point. It's like we uh we really shit the bed on the journey here and forgot to send a message to Tiffon Yi. We need to let her know what's going on in case this thing goes belly up. And to yeah, you just kind of see you know, a operations. sudden dread on his face, like "Oh crap, we totally didn't," you know. Yeah, so, like so. I think at some point we get together and kind of together write out a, a message to send her. We don't expect to her her to respond by the time we get there. No, no, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her yeah, know uh, we're going into a dangerous situation. Tell her exactly what's going on. Encrypted if we can, so nobody can, you know. Yeah, yeah. It. So from there, we would actually just like we we would just head over to the science officer station and just send off a a quick communication, encrypted communication, you know, Great, and uh, send it back it off over to Absalom Station, the but, APA. But it is like it's a little office. emotional because it's like we might it, it's acknowledgement that we might not make it out of this thing, but it's also right. if neither of us survive, it's Mike. And Zeno passing the torch to Tiffon. It's it's her like validation that she's worthy of being the leader of the APA if we don't make it. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, you guys come out of the drift just in the orbit of the moon Gulta. The Gulta Prison Complex, a series of dull gray domes connected by narrow corridors spreads out like a spider web across the pale surface of the moon lit by a distant star. The entire structure encircles a large series of docking bays with hatches that Iris open up and shut. Auxiliary landing pads suitable only for the smallest of shuttles are connected to each wing of the prison. Your vessel is being hailed from the prison. We are, we're receiving a hail, Captain. Uh, and off, off air, you know, whatever she'll say. Howdy, boys. Are we ready? You ready as I'm gonna be. Fell puts his armored helmet up. Okay. Here we go. Hailing frequencies open. And she'll... As soon as it'll open. An Aeon Guard appears on the view screen. A face masked by a green helmet with a single red eye. <sighs> Relic, we have you on sensors. The Aeon Guard says in Islanti. Report to Docking Bay 6B. Docking code 785. Ultra one. Roger that. In Aslanti. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta out. And we'll see ya. There it is. Oh, there it is. Man. I there it is. Uh, I got the humans coming. Dude. I don't like that at all. No. I honestly <laughs> just got chills. Sweaty. I am yeah. nervous about this. Oof. <laughs> so. So. Okay, you need to fucking suck that shit up <laughs> real hard. Because we're about to have to feel that. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll. <laughs>